Welcome to the Gridiron Crew podcast, an NFL podcast made in Scotland by NFL lovers. This is the News Crew and I'm your host, Keith McGinty. This week we'll be discussing the NFL's mixed messages on gambling, Dalvin Cook's Lombardi dream, Troy Aiken's missed GM opportunity and can a cheetah ever change its spots. You can get in touch and keep up to date with all the latest crew news if you like subscribe and follow the crew on twitter instagram twitch and youtube i look forward to a great show tonight but as always i can't do it myself i'm joined by some of the finest crew members to talk some ball with up first we've got our own mini soda viking it's craig craig how are we buddy very good i am all right keith not too bad at all counting down the days i'm going on my holidays gonna be stateside next time uh, the, the podcast is on but i'll be listening in um, so yeah, all good here, all good. Fantastic, look forward to, to, to finding out more about your, your trips there, mate. Um, and it's all hail to Hamilton's big chief, Studs. Welcome back, buddy. How are we doing, my man? It's always good to be here. Just the one hail, of course. Just the one. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> we're, we're, not, we're not doubling up on that one. <laughs> Maybe only get the one hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dulcet tones of Debbie Dodds, Dumbarton Cowboys. Dan, Dan, how are we, buddy? Yeah, all good, mate. I got a mad rush to go home and jump on the right, but I'm glad to be here. You were a late substitute, a late call up there. We had uh, one of the the crew got concussion. Um, so you were uh, drafted down under protocol there to, to take over there. So appreciate the, the late substitution there, mate, yeah, and the effort you put in. Great to see uh, we're going to start with our kick-off question. The kick-off question is, I don't know if uh, the listeners may have seen this today, but we were talking about it in the, the group chat earlier on, that the Detroit Lions had brought out a throwback helmet. And it started a wee discussion amongst ourselves. Of if you could get any artist to design your team's helmet, who would you go for and why? And the great thing is one of the, the crew members, Brian, he's fantastic with the, the AI so we managed to mock up a few examples there, which we're going to throw up in our social media channel. So get your own um, mock-ups in. We'd love to see them, um, which artists you've got and which the team they're designed for. But, Kate, I'm going to come to you first of all. Which team would you go for? Would you go for your, your beloved Vikings first? Or who would you oh, like absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Got to, yeah, if I was going to, do, going to redesign everything, yeah, I'd get somebody to do a cool Vikes one. I, I, I love the throwback. Um, kits that are coming out, the throwback helmets, you know, the, the stuff that we've seen uh, so far, and hopefully there'll be a few more before the season kicks off. I'd, I'd love to yes. see a proper old school Vikes throwback jersey with some proper like Nordic kind of patterns on and stuff. I think that'd be really cool. Um, but if I was going to pick somebody, we were, we were chatting a bit earlier on, I go, I go Glasgow based, I go somebody like Rennie McIntosh, or I go a wee bit more. Um, uh, I, I was talking earlier on, maybe somebody like Andy Warhol, somebody that would get a lot of colour in there, do a cool colour rush jersey and kind of, yeah, helmet combination. So that would that would be my two suggestions, I think, if I was going to get somebody to do it. If I could pick anyone, um, I think that'd be pretty smart. Oh, I like that one. I'm sure Brian will be able to get some <laughs> decent mock-ups of that. We'll get them posted on the, the Twitter, at grid underscore iron underscore crew, for those that would like to follow us. Studs, what about yourself? What do you go for? 
Um, well, for me, I, I follow a couple of kind of local artists in the Kansas area, so staying true to roots, I'm, I'm going total homer picks. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there are, there's a couple of really good artists in the kind of Kansas area. Um, Caitlin Snelling, I think, is the main one that I kind of follow on Twitter, and she does some great portraits of the guys and stuff, so I'm sure she would be able to come up with some some good designs. But again, keep my keep my kind of more local one of these shows. I think something yeah. like Banksy would be interesting. If you can ever find out who it was and get him to do, just give give him the script for all thirty two and let's see what he comes up with. Um, I that would be really really interesting. The um, the one I was thinking is the the picture of Banksy where it's got the is it the the flowers like the, the bouquet of flowers where the guys about to throw that I could easily just uh, superimpose a wee NFL uh-huh. ball in there. Uh, that's quite that'd be quite good. Uh, Get yeah. the the brown to be is it wee elfy or something? Elfy, the browns, yeah. brownie the elf, brownie the elf, brownie the elf. There we are, brownie the elf. Get him uh, on throwing that at a ball. I think that'd be pretty good. Dan, what about yourself? What do you fancy? Um, I'm looking through the ones we've done earlier on, and there's like quite a few ideas now. The cowboys one was a difficult one. I look at different styles, and they can't really change the cowboys helmet much. That's the issue. But I done a Bengals one by Damien Hurst earlier on for a. Ooh. It's doing a lot good, so I thought we were actually tiger just cut in half. Then <laughs> let's try it. The cowboys, <laughs> and I've literally just done it when we came up with the kickoff question there. And the Damien Hurst Cowboys ones look amazing. I've just sent them on the group chat, so I'm going to go with, oh. with Damien Hurst for the especially the top right one you'll see. And we'll sh- share this later on on the, on the Twitter guys, but the, two, the top two of them, yeah. So I'll go Damien Hurst. Oh, it looks like a shiny disco ball. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's nice. Just imagine just having a just, just a disco ball. Like you're just the next one looks, looks a bit like a peacock. <laughs> the, the disco ball one as well that will fit right in at Pride as well. That could have an absolute storm. You know? Yeah, so I'm going to like Damien Hurst a bit kind of modern, but a uh, bit different. They are pretty cool. I reckon if. Uh... I reckon if Andy Warhol did a bike seller, you, you've seen the Velvet Underground album cover he did with just the big banana, instead of two horns, just two big massive bananas. <laughs> <laughs> horns on the side of the helmet would be the, would be the Andy Warhol one. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. I'd go for the for the, the Seahawks, I'd go for a wee bit of Jackson Pollock. Just go nuts with the paint, spray it all over the place. Just like uh, we're going to see the, the, um, the Seahawks do this year, just pass the ball all over. Um, it'll be it'll be wonderful to see. Yes, I like that one. I think we'll go for 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 them. So if you've got any suggestions of um, artists and helmets you'd like to see, get get them into us, and we'll get um, our AI artist Brian onto the case to see what you could do. Um, so I think we'll we'll go into that. Fantastic, good opening question there, guys. We are now going to move on to our. Um, new segment of the week as I'm frantically trying to finish typing up the ticker for it. There we go. <laughs> so we're going to start off with um, in the news. Uh, the, the I think it was Monday it was released that the the league have reiterated the importance for players not to gamble um, on property of the any of the teams away from the property any teams. How hard they're going to come down on players and team officials if this is going to be happening during the season. We've already seen some teams um, on the end of some fines and um, missing out some games. I think the Detroit Lions, one of them. Who was the other teams that have, have suffered so far? Dan, can you remember? Uh, no. 
Detroit Lions were the main one. Aye, well, Atlanta last season, you've, you've had a few teams uh, that have all, all fallen foul of players um, that are now getting suspended, but aye, it's, it's the Lions that have been mostly making the headlines this week. Well, the league have uh, reiterated to everyone um, just the importance of it. Um, I think it's, it's... What I want to discuss with is, is tonight is the kind of mixed messages, because... I've noticed in the past couple of years that I've really started to, to follow the NFL is just how much that they're opening up to the different gambling sponsorships. Um, the Vegas casinos are all getting to sponsor um, matches and TV slots as well now. And it's it really is sending mixed messages and what the, the guys are allowed to do. And you think, are we... Um, flutter here and there especially if it's not in your team you can understand why the league would be so against it but so as I come to you first of all what's your thoughts on this is this a wee bit mixed messages or should these players not be dabbling at all Saka uh, catch 22 as I say see if, you're, see if you're stupid enough to do it on NFL property I mean the rule is quite clear the, the Detroit Lions could have walked out of the car park and literally placed a bet now, I think Jameson Williams in particular was betting on college football. Um, yes. I think that's been well known, well documented. So it's not as if he's betting on NFL. For me, I think if you're going to allow them to bet, there's a, just a blanket ban on NFL altogether. Um, but then that opens up the doors for guys for college that they're still in contact with, kind of maybe giving them tips and things like that. So it is a difficult one. Um, I think they're obviously tracking it quite heavily at the NFL facilities. Um, but I say that if they, they're, want, they're not wanting to pass off the, the sports betting companies, they're wanting to bring in that money because it's a shit ton of money that's coming in. So I, I think they, they need to kind of just try and levy as best they can and just say, look, if you're going to be dumb enough to do it in our facilities, then you're going to get punished. Go home, do it in your flat, do it in your apartment. As long as we don't know about it and it's not on the and it's not in the NFL, then that's fine. But I think if I, I think I heard right where the sports betting companies have actually got a responsibility to report it to the NFL if mm-hmm. any of the um, transactions are happening in, in the facilities as well. So the thing that caught. yeah, Craig, the, the thing that the worries me is that these games are such high intensity and the, the guys have such short careers that it could be a, an easy way for them to edge toward the murky side of gambling where you hear of these mobsters that run the big casinos that, that, that claim their money that way and make their money that way. It's, it's They're opening themselves up big time to this by really getting back in bed with these people, by allowing them to, to sponsor the programmes and then for the players to to see this everywhere they go, the sponsorship, the signs, subliminally, they're going to be they're going to be affected by this and want to take that wee flutter. It's, it's everywhere. Oh, that's the thing. Yeah, there's so, there's so much gambling, advertising, and, and sport in general, and then particularly in American football and fantasy football. You know, so many companies that are um, on board with that, and you know, people enjoy it and everything else. But listen, you're, you're a professional athlete, you're, a, you're an NFL player, the rules are clear, they've, they've clamped down so hard on it. You've seen 
you know, there was all the, the stuff with, with Calvin Ridley um, last season, you know, suspended for a year. You're now seeing other players, the Lions players also suspended indefinitely at least a year. Um, mm. They are absolutely clamping down on it. The message, I think, from the NFL is, is pretty clear when it comes to if you're going to if you're going to gamble on an NFL game of any of any sort, you know, you are going to face the, the consequences and they're going to be severe. So, um when it comes to when it comes to gambling in, uh, in general, you know, if you're a pro athlete, surely the, you've just got to say, look, no, don't don't do it. These guys are getting paid more than enough money. You know, end of the day, that's <laughs> there's, there's no reason why they should. You're interested in football. You want to play football. I get that, um, and maybe that that does kind of tempt you into doing these things. But you've just you've just got to. I think the NFL are right to take a hard stance on it and say, no, sorry guys, but we're, we're not. Um, we're not budging in this whatsoever. One thing I was thinking about it, Dan, is that these guys are the top of their profession. They are going to have contacts, as you mentioned earlier, studs, in the college game, but they're also going to have contacts in different sports as well. So players could trade off insider knowledge um, with other sports, with basketball players, with the, the soccer players, baseball players, people work together because you hear many times about up to a certain age these players all had a chance of being a professional basketball player and then they become a tight end or they had a, a chance of making it uh, into the baseball the major leagues there can you see that having a factor in it where they're just trying to protect themselves from all of these chances where the, the players have left themselves open now the league actually try to protect themselves or they try to protect the players or do they try to protect the integrity of the game here? Yeah, I think at that point you made about other sports, I think that probably does go on already. I don't think it's something that you worry about happening in the future. It probably does go on at the moment, but I was just reading through the actual rules there. So the six rules are don't bet on the NFL, don't gamble at your team facility, don't travel for a road game or staying at a hotel, hmm. don't have someone bet for you, don't share team inside information, and they are, well, don't enter, don't enter a sports book and don't play daily fantasy football. There's nothing to stop them gambling on other sports. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it probably goes on. And in terms of protecting the league, obviously, yeah, the league protecting themselves, I think, very much so. They don't want this image of, especially if a high profile player, I know Ridley got caught, if a high profile player was to be caught, that would be massively damaging to the league's uh, image, so I think. It's a bit of protecting of the league here, um, and obviously integrity as well, but it's a fine line with sports and gambling, you, you can't have it both ways, you can't have the whole, we're going to take the money to advertise, but then we're not going to yeah. endorse it, which you know, we know from the, from the soccer world, it's massive at the moment, massive campaigns to cut down in gambling, sponsorships and stuff like that, so how, how it goes forward, I don't know, but they need to do something to clamp down the rules. I mean, it's pretty clear what the rules are, so the rules are going, it's pretty much where you're at. There's no grey areas at the moment. I think one of the other things that we have seen, we refer back to the football, the soccer that we see here, there's so many murky uh, companies that are started up in the Far East that are um, taken to sponsoring. Uh, English Premier League teams, but then all of a sudden have folded midway through the season. Rangers in Scotland have been affected by that as well. It's um, it's hard for them to properly um, do their background on these teams, especially when they're over in countries like China and 
uh, Singapore and places like that where it, it's not as well regulated. I wonder if it's a good idea that they are then focusing and allowing the more the American uh, companies to still say is it, that they have to report any issues or any problems. We've seen it here but down in Brentford. Um, it's, it's happened where players have put lots of gambling, lots of bets on and um, aye, it'll be interesting to see how they move forward with this, if there's anything they can learn from our football here um, going forward. Anything else you want to add to that, gentlemen? One thing I forgot to say when I was making that point, is I think one thing we need to watch on, it happens a lot with, I think it was being the ticket, is the spot betting. That's, that's quite an easy one to manipulate um, if you want to go down that route. Um, it depends, depends who it is, but if you've got somebody who's potentially a captain or a team, it's, you've got the whole coin toss thing and then it's, there's so many aspects of a, of a, a game that you can bet on uh, individually, so it's something to watch. Yeah, certainly. Aye. Um, we'll certainly be able to, to, to have a wee look at that and we'll see how it goes through the, the season. Um, I think one issue that's a problem for me is just how many kids are being influenced by this sort of thing and it's going to create um, kids that are aware of it, or kids that want to gamble that, um, from an early, early age and especially when you're not that clever with your money, I think that's a, a pretty dangerous thing. Good, right, moving on then, we have heard from Dalvin Cook, um, recently let go by the Minnesota Vikings. Um, he still thinks he can make a, a difference for a team. Yeah, he can be the difference maker for a team. And what he's really looking for is just a chance. A chance, Craig, uh, a chance to to raise that Lombardi trophy high above his head. <laughs> Something that he didn't feel he'd be able to do um, in Minnesota. Um, Was he quoted to that? that? <laughs> <laughs> Might be paraphrasing there a little bit. Did but, um, paraphrasing that there, you think? Where do you no, think I, um, if you can't do it with the uh, you can't do it with your guys the Vikes? Where do you think you could um, potentially be a difference maker this year? Well, well, well. First things first. He he absolutely could lift a Lombardi with the with the Minnesota Vikings. Um, well, it's gonna be it's gonna be happening next year. We'll, we'll revisit <laughs> this uh, in January. <laughs> the, the season <laughs> of hope <has> started. <laughs> yeah. That's it. No, I, I'd said um, earlier on um, in one of the previous pods that I, I was keen to give Alexander Matson a chance um, as running back. I thought that Dalvin Cook has been, you know, been a fantastic uh, running back, really productive running back for the for the Vikes. I think past four seasons, he's always like been north of like eleven hundred uh, rushing yards. Um, he's been consistent. He's had niggling injury issues, but the biggest problem is simply he is rapidly approaching that cliff edge that all running backs in the NFL eventually reach. Um, the stats don't lie. You know, as soon as you get to that kind of 28 years old uh, and above uh, when it comes to your, your productivity, and unless you are, you know, one of these really exceptional guys, and there are still some exceptional running backs in that draft group, you know, from that mm -hmm. same um, draft class, you know, guys like uh, McCaffrey and, you know, Kamara, if he, if he plays, if he stays at the border. Um, there's, there's loads of, you know, um, fantastic running backs, but like I say, they're all starting to get to that point now where you're seeing this next generation of younger running backs coming in that, that are, you know, going to be, um, 
taking more of the, the kind of lion's share. So where where Cook ends up, I'm not sure. There's been loads of loads of kind of mentions of Miami. Um, yes. I don't I don't know whether there's any truth in it, but um, it could potentially be a, a pretty good landing spot for him there. Um, if, you know, if if Tyree Kill can can stay out of trouble, if if two is fit, you know, then you know, <laughs> you, um, you you slot Dalvin Cook in there, and yeah, if if he can have another you know really productive season like he has had, stays injury free, then yeah, that could be a, a pretty good spot for him there. I would say, um, I will certainly miss miss having him at the the Vikes this year, but any team I think is going to have to think very carefully about what they offer him. Uh, Money-wise, he does seem to be kind of holding out. And um, yeah, listening to the, the previous pod as well, they're talking about um, teams not really jumping in and, and grabbing some of these free agents straight away because they think that they're, um, you know, the, the money that they're expecting uh, is, is maybe not what the, the current market value is. Um, so yeah. I, th- I think this will rumble on for a little bit longer. Um you know, you've seen other guys like again similar ages to Dalvin Cook, like uh, like Leonard Fournette that's just been let go by the the Bucks, uh, who again you know terrific running back in his prime. But um, yeah, I, I'll be watching a bit with interest to see where he does land um, and who he ends up getting paired up with, um, because you know do do they try and maybe change his style of running? Do they maybe bring him in if if, if he holds out? And, and doesn't get a big money deal and maybe has to wait that little bit longer, do they maybe utilise him in a different way? Does it become more of a third down back rather than, you know, a, a, a Derek Henry type back or, you know, a, a running back that's been been running to the ground um, over the past season or two? So, yeah, be interesting to see what happens with him. But no, I wish him well, though. I think the key had, uh, Dalvin Cook is... Just saying you know, um, we had a great discussion last week about some of the... the, the... Uh, running backs that are that are coming to that age group as you mentioned and the, the availability yeah. of them. Studs, what's your thoughts on this? Well, I was just going to say the um, Dalvin Cook one, he's actually a Miami boy, so I think that's why a lot of the links are happening with Miami um, that we're seeing, so he's um, I think obviously there's the whole homecoming and then is Miami no a, ta- a tax-free state tax as well? State. Which... That's <laughs> oh, there you that's go. <laughs> um, so whatever he does, they get off of a contract for somebody that's charging tax he can make up for in Miami. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Seen... better in Miami. <laughs> well, I've I, I seen somebody saying on Twitter that if he lands at the Chiefs, then the Chiefs would definitely run it back. But for me, um, I think... Disney or Matter who our running backs are. Um you had a seventh round rookie last year in Jet McKinnon, who hadn't been healthy perennially for the last kind of three years before that. So mm-hmm. uh, for me, I'd, if we were going to go for a big money free agent, I'd rather see us going for Hopkins. Um and re- mm-hmm. the main thing we need to do is restructure Chris Jones. So I wouldn't say Cook to the Chiefs as a as a starter for me. Um I, I don't know, the the Broncos one's one that kinda Sounds plausible to me, um, purely because you've got Sean Payton there who likes to utilise multiple running backs. Javonte Williams isn't, I don't know if he's expected to be 100% for the start of the season as well. And they've just signed, what do you call it, for the Bengals, Piring for the Bengals mm-hmm. as well. So it wouldn't surprise me if um, Sean Payton brings in another back just to add to that rotation and, and go with the three. 
Um, so I think AFC West could see him land in there as well. And I think the Chargers are pretty light too. Yeah, well, I've just got to say, um, I've heard the, the story, the rumours this week that Chris Jones is close to agreeing a deal with the, the Chiefs. So that's something hopefully we'll be able to discuss maybe in next week's pod for you there, um, studs. Dan, what about your um, beloved Dallas Cowboys? Um, you have lost Zeke. Would this be yeah. the the punch that you'd be looking for to help Pollard <laughs> out? Yeah, I think we, we spoke at landing spots last week. I think we just generally talked about landing spots last week. Now we're talking about yes. where he thinks he can go and win. Um, yes. Looking at teams who are potentially in a chance, a position to, you, you would expect at least do well this season. There's probably only two or three that need a running back that could potentially be in that running. The Cowboys, I think, are one of them to replace mm-hmm. Zeke. And all ones the Bengals. I think the Bengals could be doing me. I think he would do well in there. They, a step up there, um, and who was the other one? Sorry, I just after just my mind blank. I was looking at it a second ago. The Eagles have lost them. Um, yeah, the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles got the three. They had the three, didn't they? Um, hmm. There was another one. The Bills. Sorry, the Bills was another one. Yes. Extension would be doing me another running back. Go and join his wee brother. Of his quality. Yeah. Cook squared. Good. I think all, all the teams that could potentially uh, we would expect to potentially go deep out of the season, that's probably the three that need a running back. There's other ones that could the, the Broncos definitely need them, but I don't think they'll get anywhere near a, a Super Bowl. Um so he wants to win, he wants to win next year. I think those three are the, probably the top picks. I mean Dolphins are going to have some team, but are they Super Bowl bound? Unlikely. Um but yeah, I, I would pick either the Cowboys or Bengals or the Bills if he really wants to win next season. If yeah. he wants to win, he needs to stay in the NFC because if he comes into that AFC, there's, it's just too loaded. Let's be brutally honest. Um, out, mm. Outside of probably the Eagles, 49ers, they're probably the main two. And then you're looking at teams like the Cowboys and stuff like that as just a slight tier below. Yeah. Um, yeah. So whereas the AFC, you look at the teams that's in there, Dan just touched the Dolphins potentially. Obviously, you've got the Chiefs up. The Chiefs are in there. You've got the Bills. If Diggs can get on the same page as the rest of his team and not be frustrated, I think was his words today um, or the last couple of days. Um, is he going to stay happy? So that's another factor in at the Bills side of things. But the NFC is where he would want to stay, if you ask me, because there's probably, I mean, you imagine he goes to the Seahawks, for example. E. Gino Smith, another way him, got into the playoffs last year. Would that help the Seahawks all? Well, the Seahawks have lost Rashad Penny, of course. He's went to Philadelphia. Um, it might be a maybe a, a shrewd bit of investment there, but we've already got two strong running backs, um, Kenneth Walker and Charbonnet coming around. So I'm, I'm unsure if that would be a, a move that we'd be looking to do at the Seahawks just now, but I'm not sure if we're quite poised for the Lombardi. I think that we're bringing forward a, a good young team just now and they're gaining experience, but I don't think we're quite ready to challenge just yet. I'll be interested to see there's quite a lot of these um, older players, whether they are actually going to get the pay that they, they feel they're due. And it's, it's amazing how short a career running backs have and how little they're, they seem to be respected with their, their pay compared to other positions. I think it's because they get the four or five years um, on the cheap deals before they 
they actually can get their their, their big payday. But at that time, they're they're already starting to go into decline, though. Yeah, I think what's not helped as well in the last say five or so years, it's became a thrown league. I mean, so yes. running backs they have got their uses, obviously. But if you go back a bit further on that, they're not as elite towards teams as they were going back. It has become a quarterbacks league massively. So you need to be at someone like a Christian McCaffrey who can do it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but Zeke, when he, when he was when he first came into the league, he could do it all as well. He, that that's, as a running back now in the league, that's what you need to be able to do. Yeah, you, might, you might want to tell that to the Falcons because they're they look like they're just going to pound it down your throat. Because <laughs> <laughs> they've not got a quarterback. Well, there is that. So I mean, it, it, it does work, but I think in this league, you're not going to outrun a, a team that throws the ball more. I mean, it's, it will happen, but you need to have an elite quarterback now. You don't need necessarily have to have an elite running back. Um, moving on to our next piece of news, then uh, Troy Aikman um, is moved away from being a, a tremendous quarterback to um, being a color commentator on the, the the TV. Not even I can't remember which um, TV station it is that he works with just now. But he's um, hinting at possibly retiring, and how he has maybe got a wee bit of regrets at not pushing for or taking up a GM position. Um, what do we think of this move for, for Troy Aikman? Who is it he usually commentates with? And Consuming role, 
it, it would require a lot of sacrifices if that is something that he'd chosen to do. And I think a few years back, um, I think it was about 2019, he said he'd spoken to a number of um, contacts in the, the NFL about you know the possibility of um, transitioning to that GM capacity somewhere around the NFL, but it just didn't yep. materialise. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, he probably, as you say, Danny, he's, he's probably maybe missed, missed the opportunity, but um, seems seems to be more than content in uh, making, let's, let's be honest, he's not making the worst money in the world um, <laughs> with ESPN. Um, so I, I don't think he would be doing it to, to boost the retirement income uh, in any capacity for it that way. <laughs> I suppose, Duds, it's just the, the love of the game. It never really leaves you and you just want to be close to the, the action. Is it a, an issue that he's been away from the the day-to-day aspect of the game for so long that maybe he doesn't, he won't be able to engage and um, work with these younger, this younger generation of player, not really get them, but he'd be the, the old man. Hey there, young uh, people, how goes it type thing? <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think um, it obviously has been in the booth for quite a while now, um, but again, I think he's going to. I was going to say he's going to be doing his research for the games, but he's probably got about a dozen researchers doing that for him, and he just reads it off the script <laughs> <laughs> with the money he's on. It um, he could, he could always take over Antonio Brown's team because they're, they're, they're no one. <laughs> they're not going to be wanting him as uh, GMs. They need a new league. Never mind <laughs> <laughs> you, made, you made that wee quote there about young people. It made me think I still game. Imagine rocking up the first year pre-season. Do you I like the PlayStation? Do you like the PlayStation? Fantastic. I must admit, I do think Dan's point, though, about the college game is something <laughs> that I, I can I find quite interesting. That's when you can see somebody like somebody that's got knowledge of the NFL, somebody with a unbelievable knowledge of the college game like Daniel Jeremiah, um, for example. I think he'd be a prime candidate for a lot of GM roles um, with his knowledge of the of the college game. And again, there's there's others in there as well, but um, with, with just his recent knowledge and obviously nailing the first, what was it, the first four picks bang on and the fact that in the draft this year, um, I think he'd be somebody on, G, on radars for owners if they were looking at new GMs. Anybody can predict that draft uh, trade deserves to get a job anywhere. <laughs> I think he used to work with the Eagles as well, though, didn't he? In the, in the background, so he's got he's got knowledge of working in the background for an NFL team. Um, it's well that he could prize him away for. Sorry, Dan. of course the Eagles are are the, the standard just now for when it comes to the drafting. Some of the the work that uh, is it Roseman has been doing is is. is yeah. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, moving on then to uh, we're heading to the airport now with uh, Jack Jones. He had a bit of a <laughs> carry on issue with the um, at the airport. Craig, what, what happened here? So yeah, I, I had to I had to laugh at this. I say re- reading the news this week. Um, so yeah, yeah, Patriots corner by Jack Jones. Um, he's he's landed himself in a bit of bother this week. Um, basically, yeah, he was arrested. Uh, on Friday um, last week, and uh, I say on suspicion of the, the article says on suspicion of attempting to bring guns through airport security, <laughs> he's he's been charged yeah two with two counts of possession of a concealed weapon in a secure area of an airport 
possession of a firearm without a firearm identification card, unlawful possession of a firearm, carrying a loaded firearm, and possession of a large capacity feeding device as well. Now, I, I'm, you know, I've done it a few times. You go to the airport and you, you put your bag through the security thing. And it, you know, it gets put to the side, and the guy's like, "Is this your bag?" And he's like, "Oh, you've you've left a bottle of Olvik in it." And you go, "Oh, sorry, forgot about that." You know, how can you forget that you've got all of that in your bag <laughs> going to the airport, like in your carry-on bag? Seriously, like, <laughs> like on what planet is this guy on? Did you pack this I bag? Just, I don't understand how you was can the T one thousand that packed this one for me, mate. Um, oh, I. So I mean, like, it's like when, when you're packing your bag, right, I've I got my toothbrush, my toothpaste, have I got a clean pair of boxers, right, brilliant, we're good to go. You know, <laughs> I forgot to look in that back pocket with, with I forgot I had like two loaded firearms and everything else. I mean, give me, give me peace. I mean, come on, the fact that, the fact that he's lawyer saying he had no intention of bringing any guns to the airport. <laughs> Yeah, thanks a lot, Ben Laden. Eh? What's the what's the world coming to in the, in the world? You can't take your firearms. Either. But do you know? To be fair to him, he's best probably putting them in his carry-on uh, luggage than actually putting them in the hold because they've uh, they charged them a fortune for going over the twenty kilograms weight. There. <laughs> You're talking about the NFL issuing reminders to players about not gambling. Issue them another reminder: <laughs> don't bring firearms to an airport. There's no more to the NBA in Jaramaron, is it? So he carries his guns everywhere. Honestly. Um, yeah, so I have a bit of a, a carry on there with Jack Jones. Um, I, mean, I think there's actually a link to the NBA as well, because I think the lawyer that's defending Jack Jones, I think, has been pub- quite public in her scathing criticism of that NBA player <laughs> as well. So, <laughs> But she's quite happy to defend Jack Jones. <laughs> or he, sorry. <laughs> There we go, there we go. Uh, and, and it for the money, and it for the money. Um, <laughs> can a cheetah change its spots? Uh, Tyreek Hill in the, the news again this week for the, the wrong reasons after having a an eventful fishing trip. Um, Dan, did you see this this week? Yeah, I just had a quick read up before we came on there. there. I was looking at so basically he was out on a, a boat trip and they came back to the, the marina and apparently were fishing off the pier. For tarpon, I don't know how that fish, but that's what they were. But apparently, it's illegal to fish for these fish. There must be some sort of protected species or something like that. So an employee the the harbour came and said, "Look, you can't fish for them." Blah blah blah. And apparently, whatever then happened, Tyreek Hill then struck the employee uh, and assaulted him. Um, so yeah, he's a bit of bother. Apparently, his agent is Drew Rosenhaus. I think is his agent. Apparently, yes, on the yep. trip. So apparently he was he would have been there at the time as well. And funny enough, he has had absolutely nothing to say about this shit. <laughs> He's too busy telling everybody about the time he wrestled a shark when he was out <laughs> fishing. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> I was going to say he was too busy in the water with the sharks. Uh, <laughs> but what I've read, it's going to be a misdemeanor battery charge, but it <laughs> might seem like nothing in the grand scheme of things. But like you said... How many times are people going to get away with things before it becomes an issue? Mm. Apparently they're not pressing charges, um, or at least that, that's what I've read. Apparently they're not pressing charges. Um, but it's it's just another example of NFL players and boats 
in general are not a good combination. Like just just ask the 2017 New York Giants when it comes yeah. to boats. They're not a good idea. Um, <laughs> ask a drunk Tom Brady who tried to chuck a Lombardi off of a boat and nearly <laughs> put it in the bottom of a river. Boats aren't a good idea. Like just just keep NFL players in general away from boats. I think is what we can take from this. <laughs> and Tyreek Hill, just keep Tyreek. Just just I don't know. Keep him wrapped in cotton wool in the off season. Just don't let him go out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long, long, it's a long, long holiday for them, isn't it? Yeah, I've just had a wee quick Google of what a tarpon is. These, they, that's that's nothing to mess with. By the way, that fish is massive. That looks like you could do damage. It's like six foot. Some of the smallest ones I've seen is like six foot tall, six foot long. Um, It could bite the hand off you. Absolutely. I think it's for his own safety they were telling me. That's a shot. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So um, there you go. Tyreek Kills having an eventful holiday anyway. Top on supper. Just to jump in, sorry to interrupt there. The biggest one ever caught was caught in Guinea Bissau. Two hundred eighty-six pounds. It was. Oh, think so. That's well. a linebacker. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Now, um. Now you just yes. want to behave yourself in the flight back for Frankfurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, dear. International waters. You should be fine if it goes out a wee bit further next time. Um. Uh, uh, just don't mess with the German police. <laughs> <laughs> Any other bits of news that you'd like to cover, gentlemen? No? Happy. We won't move on then to Dan's third and top ten. Dan, I believe yeah. you've got something for us. Yeah, this might seem like a very easy one, but I might throw a few uh, curveballs in and he's at to answer this one. So today's, to- today's topic, this week's topic for top ten is... And some of these, uh, they have done this actually on the website I looked at, they've uh, taken into account uh, for inflation and these prices, so I might catch it out. So the top 10 most expensive NFL stadiums to build. Oh, US Bank's got to be in there. It costs a fortune. Right, US Bank, number seven, $1.24 Got to have the, the Death Star in Vegas is the obvious answer. Aye. Yep, Allegiant, $1.99 Okay. Um, was it MetLife that was built in 2010? I was reading the other day. Am I right in that? that? MetLife is this is one I wanted to see if we catch out. It's number two in the list. And so, uh, the Rams on SoFi as well. MetLife is 2.11 billion. SoFi is 5.76 billion. It looks as if you're getting your money's worth there, though, for your £50. Uh, I, think, I think that'll probably account for the whole area of the revamp rather than just the stadium itself. Yeah, Aye, true, yeah. true. Plus real estate in uh, New York, New Jersey for for MetLife as well, if you're, you're thinking about it. Yeah, so that's us. got four, we're all six to go. Okay. Got to have your one, Dan, the Cowboys Stadium. Yeah, 1.87 billion. I think when it was built at the time, it was the first billion dollar stadium. So it's now got four in, number four in the list now. Okay. Oh, Atlanta's new stadium. Atlanta, yep, number five. It's got, the, it's got a cool kind of spirally roof that kind of yep. opens that's, like a camera shutter, doesn't it? Yep. Mm-hmm. So you've, now, you've got the top five already, so four to go. Mm. Uh, Lumen Field, I'll go for. Lumen, who's that? 
49ers. Ah, Seahawks. Um, no. Ah, Seahawks, no. Have the 49ers not got They built theirs not that long ago. Yeah, uh, they're 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 Levi Stadium, number six, 1.4 billion. Keith, uh, I'm used to the Seahawks being century I think that's what threw me there. Yeah, yeah, they've changed it now. Uh, that's still cool. Right. Yeah. Eight, nine, and ten to get. Um, what about Miami's Hard Rock? No. No. I'm gonna I'm gonna go a bit left field here. And then Annapolis Colts. Yes. Lucas Ooh. Oil Stadium. Number eight, nine hundred and sixty million. What else? When did they move into these sta- oh, these yeah. stadiums Ford that Field, last number nine, sorry, nine hundred and fifty million for field. Okay. No, number uh, ten to get nine hundred and forty million. Right, when that's I will give it's a rough it's a give, give some clues. Old Duff Stadium. Let me just see when it was built. I think it's older, but pretty well. Okay, I said it was not. Um, two thousand three opened. Two thousand three. Oh, it's, it's older than that. Um, two thousand three. Did you say? Yeah. Is it Steeler Stadium? Is it Acrisure? No. Foxborough. No. Um. Uh, what, NFC teams. Hawks. No, keep, keep going for them. Oh, NFC Eagles. Eagles. I cut 16 teams out of your hands. <laughs> Eagles. Yes, the link. Ah, there you go. 940 million. So there you go, it's a top 10. I think did all right there. Go for Dan, read us the, the top 10 from 10 down to 1, please, again. Yeah, so number 10 is Lincoln Financial Field, 940 million. Number 9 was Ford Field, 950 million. Uh, Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis was 960 million. Seven, US Bank in Minnesota for 1.24 billion. Billion? Billion. <laughs> uh, number six, Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, should I say, uh, for the 49ers, <laughs> 1.4 billion. Uh, number five, Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta, 1.66 billion. Uh, number four, AT&T was the first billion dollar stadium. With inflation, they now saying it was 1.87 billion, which is number four. And then it's probably the two of the last three of the most recent ones. So Allegiant uh, in Vegas, 1.99 billion. Uh, number two is MetLife, going with inflation, they're saying it's 2.11 billion. And number one by a absolute country mile was so five five 5.76 billion. That's crazy. I think yeah, we've we've got the... most land. You've got. Yeah, a few good ones to look forward to, though. You've seen all the, the kind yeah. of renderings of some of the... Bills and Jacksonville. New Bills Stadium. Yeah, yeah the Jags, Jags one looks class. Um, it's gonna I'm going to say, I wonder where that fall in the last, the Jags new one. Aye. I think it's done. I think they're around about the five, six billion, uh, billion just now they're, they're going for, because they're redeveloping the full area um, downtown. Yeah. Looks, mm. looks really interesting. Look forward to, to seeing that, hopefully. The punters down there will get their, their money's worth. And Dan, I think we're coming back to you for you our statistic of the week. Oh, yeah. Yes, so statistic of the week. So this one is a, it's a, a bit of a dig at one of our uh, regular hosts, will I say, and it's not Keith. So <laughs> the, uh, the Cleveland Browns at last won their division in the 1988-89 season. Of all the teams that have won a division since then, believe it or not, there's one that has won it twice who are no longer a team. So the Houston Oilers have won a division 
in more recent history than the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> <laughs> they have actually won two. They won one in '91 and in 1993. So yeah, so it's not get any worse for the Browns. The Houston Oilers have won a division in more recent history than they have. Fantastic. <laughs> Brian's got to be sitting raging. He'll, he'll be. They were spat the dummy out. He'll be making a count. I mean, the baby both spitting the Ah, you never know. It might be their year. <laughs> um, gentlemen, this has been uh, great fun. Thanks very much for, for getting involved. Thank you very much for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with the crew, you can do so on Twitter. Um, uh, follow us on Twitter at Grid Iron Crew, I R N C R U Iron Crew. Instagram it's Grid underscore Iron underscore Crew. We're on Twitch, we're on YouTube, and we will be you know a wee bit more active with the the school summer holidays coming up. So we'll be getting in touch with a few more people. Hopefully expanding the crew a wee bit more and getting some more podcasts out for you to listen to to keep us going through the, the dark days between now and start of September. Um, Craig, our mini soda viking, thank you very much for joining us tonight, mate. It was great to get you back on. No worries, bud. Pleasure as always. Fantastic studs, big chief. Great to hear from you. Yeah, good to chat with you boys as always. Thoroughly enjoyed that. We'll get some WD 40 for those knees for next mate. week. <laughs> right to honest, I've been trying not to move. <laughs> and uh, a Dallas. Cowboys um, superstar uh, fan Dan, thank you very much. No bother. I think we're going to trademark the countdown for the now. It's now 11 crews to kick off. 11 so. crews to kick off. Fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. Um, we will be back next week, but look out for some more podcasts and some more information popping up on our, our Twitter feeds, especially the, the artist inspired helmets that will be playing about with some AI for. If you've got any suggestions of your own or any of your own designs, please send them to the crew. We'll get them retweeted out for everyone to, to see. Thanks very much. It's um don't you about 80 odd days until the start of the season. It's not getting that it's not doesn't feel that long but um I'm sure the days will, will fly by now. But anyway, the crew <laughs> we'll see you through. Thanks very much for listening. Bye.